Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. You're listening to Here's the Catch with David Lombardi, Matt Barrows, and Dennis Brown on the Athletic Podcast Network. All right, well, whenever the 49ers struggle, there's a get-well medicine that's been proven to work essentially every time here over the past few years, and that's playing the Rams. Happened again. 49ers on a losing streak. They go down to L.A. They have essentially a home crowd at SoFi Stadium, and they went and they just flooded the Rams yesterday in the second half. 31-14, the final score. But, Matt, this was all about the complimentary football formula. 49ers offense, defense, special teams. Uh, I mean, it was shaky in the first half of this game, kind of how it was in, over the first half of this season. But they put everything together in the second half, and that's exactly what the 49ers are going to want over the second half of the year because now they're entering the bye week at 4-4. Four and four. The back nine is ahead of them, and if they can replicate what they did in the second half of that game against the Rams over the course of the second half of this season, uh, they are going to be in the playoffs. I don't think there's any question about that. Yeah, I mean, uh, Nick Bosa came out of that Chiefs game and said, you know, we've been playing for seven weeks and we still haven't had a game in which all three phases showed up at the same time. Um, the the Seahawks game, uh, that was a, a breakdown on special teams, a couple of them in that game. The the first Rams game was probably the most complete to this point, but uh, the offense wasn't certainly wasn't uh, uh, pouring out yards or, or points in that one. It was really a, a defensive win. But in this one, all three showed up, uh, certainly in the second half. And, and that's what I wanted to ask you, Dennis. Uh, defensively, it was night and day. I mean, um, you know, the Rams were kind of uh, picking up first downs at will in the first half. In the second, they didn't even make it past midfield. And Matt Stafford finished, I think, with 37 passing yards in the second half. Um, so I, what did you see? What was the uh, sort of the trick that the, that the 49ers pulled to kind of uh, uh, reverse course, especially on the defense? Yeah, and, and it was. It was a tell of two, two halves, basically. The first half, the defense, you, you saw it was it was throw and catch. There was no answer for Cooper Cup, and it was it was looking bad. It was getting scary. It was just kind of roll out the pocket, uh, Matthew Stafford, and find his favorite receiver. And it just didn't seem like the 49ers had an answer. Second quarter comes out, and I don't know if you noticed, Nick Bosa started lining up on the left side. And what they were doing, they were rolling out uh, Matthew Stafford to the right side of his offensive line. So now he was running into Nick Bosa. And then what happened was the other guys on the other side were able to to beat their one-on-ones. And what happened in the second half, what I saw, was the pressure got home. You start seeing pressure on Matthew Stafford, and he's a guy that doesn't like pressure. You get some hits on him, he's going to make some bad throws, some bad judgment calls. And I think that's what you saw in the second half. And that's what you do at halftime. You make those adjustments. And then when, once the pressure gets there, coverage gets better. And you saw, you know, some sticky coverage there. 
And, you know, Rams have no run game. You know, they basically have one receiver, and that's Cooper Cup. And once you take him out the football game, you have a good good chance of winning. And then after the second series, offensively, the 49ers got kind of got into a rhythm. Jimmy Garoppolo, I think that second series, he was eight for eight. Uh, and then, you know, Christian McCaffrey. I mean, what, what, what can you say about that guy? I mean, he took over the football game. So I think in the second half, some small adjustments on the defensive side, but lining up Nick Bosa on the opposite side. I think that was that was a big thing. That was a big turning point. Uh, and then the pressure got to Matthew Stafford. And, they, and this defense looked good in the second half. Like you said, only 37 yards passing in the second half. And that first half, I mean, they were going down the field you know, with very little resistance in that first half. And that's what you do at halftime, the adjustments. So that's what I saw. Well, I think that there was a lot going on, including Sean McVay helping the 49ers out in this game because the Rams, as you said, Dennis, first half, 17-play drive, five of six on third downs, a couple touchdown drives in that first half. And they were really exposing the 49ers through paper cuts, right? They're just screen passing them to death downfield. And – this is something we've seen in the past. Whenever the 49ers have a really good pass rush early in the season, teams around this point of the year. In fact, you know, we're talking right now on the third anniversary of that game in Arizona on Halloween night, the Jimmy Garoppolo, Aaron Andrews game. Remember, Arizona just screened the 49ers. They didn't screen them to death because the 49ers were able to win. But we finally saw, you know, the the holes in in this defense if if they're not, you know, combating them at the line of scrimmage and. They didn't do a good job against the Chiefs, and they weren't doing a good job in the first half against the Rams, who were just paper cut after paper cut downfield. But the way that Sean McVay helped the 49ers, in my opinion, was that he just sat on the ball at the end of the first half, and and he didn't call a timeout when he could have had like a minute 30 with the football. And I thought at that point he was rolling completely downhill against the 49ers defense. They weren't stopping the Rams on third down. L.A. was exposing the 49ers in coverage, Jimmy Ward with Allen Robinson on those third downs, and I thought that that was the biggest break that the 49ers could have gotten at the time. L.A. essentially just taking a knee and heading to halftime. And then in the second half, the 49ers came out and delivered the complimentary football that I talked about. 11-play, 88-yard drive from Jimmy Garoppolo and company. So he was 7-7, to 8-8. Seven, eight eight. Well, you know, he was perfect on that drive. Finished with a touchdown to Christian McCaffrey. And we saw the defense and the offense start to work in tandem. The defense definitely got a lot of fuel from that offense. They had a lead to work with uh, for the first time. And it was back to the, the dominant Fort Anders defense. 58 total yards in the second half for the Rams. And, and the Fort Anders took away those screen passes. So they made the D-line adjustments you're talking about. But D'Amico Ryans also made the alignment adjustments on on the back end with his linebackers, including some reserves. Oren Burks played a good game for the 49ers to make sure that L.A., who had that non-existent running game, could not replicate the running game with a screen game. Stafford had to start dropping back to pass, and once that happened, the pressure started raining, and it it wasn't pretty. And, And that is exactly the 49ers' formula, Matt. Yeah, this was their best game, and you're right. If, if they can replicate this for the rest of the season, um, that's uh, that spells uh, success as far as making the playoffs. Um, I mean, I thought this was Garoppolo's best game. Remember, you know, the the big storyline going into this one is, you know, where where is the rhythm? Um, you know, Garoppolo still seems a little bit off, and um, you know, this, that, and the other. This 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 game. 
was totally different. And I think Christian McCaffrey was a, a big help to him. Um, you saw that on, on several plays right off the bat, really, where uh, Garoppolo's in trouble and he has to make a, a quick throw. And look, <laughs> there's, there's Christian McCaffrey, one of the best uh, receivers out of the backfield in the NFL, if not the best. Uh, right there, and and like we predicted, I mean, this this was all this was uh, this was good on us because we we saw Debo Samuel um, hurt for this game. We asked, okay, what are the 49ers going to do without Debo Samuel? And the answer was, okay, they're going to have to lean really heavily on Christian McCaffrey, and he would add a, a wrinkle to this offense, a spark that they hadn't had before. And that's exactly what happened, and it happened early. Um, and I thought that the interplay between McCaffrey and Jeff Wilson was really good. Uh, Ross Dwelly stepped up as a fullback. Uh, it was everything that they needed. And, and David's right. This is a, a, a medicine that really works well for the 49ers, which is playing the Rams in the regular season. If you can play the Rams every week or, or play a scheme that uh, Kyle Shanahan just, you know, whatever it is about this scheme that McVeigh wants to run, uh, either way, uh, it seems like um, Kyle Shanahan has an answer, and it was it was cool to see, you know, him get you know creative. That the the, the running back pass, the McCaffrey pass. I mean, that's creativity. Um, and then Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, we talk a lot about Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, he he played his best football, I think, in the second half, and he was able to see the entire football field and some of his throws. I mean, that even the pass to McCaffrey, you know, out the backfield, I think that was the throw he missed to Jeff Wilson just a week earlier. I mean, he's just a, his ability to see the entire football field and, and that, and the one touchdown to George Kittle, you know, you, you see how, you know, the defenses now are going to be keen on McCaffrey and, and, and when Debo's in there, um, it, it's it's going to be tough to see how you defend this offense. But Jimmy Garoppolo, his ability to see the defense closing in on McCaffrey and throw that ball to uh, George Kittle in the back of the end zone. I think I think this was Jimmy's best game back as a starter. And that's what you need. You need your quarterback to make plays. And you need your quarterback to make those plays when it counts. And um, it was just cool just to see Jimmy kind of get back into his rhythm. And, you know, the offensive line, they struggled in the first half. Uh, McGlinchey gave up two sacks. I mean, it, it was, you know, it was it was looking like this, you know, the 49ers we've seen the last two weeks, but they put it together in the second half and played their best football. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, I think that just the presence of McCaffrey as an outlet for Jimmy Garoppolo completely changes the way that the 49ers can 
approach to execution of Kyle Shanahan's offense? Because we all know that there are still some pass protection questions there. Iffy in the first half, there was communication issues, it seemed, because they did seal them for the most part in the second half. But either way, even if the 49ers do seal their pass protection issues, they're still a, you know, a run-blocking team, right? Kyle Shanahan has built this to be a run-blocking team where – the pass pro hasn't necessarily been something that they're great at, just sitting back and anchoring. But to me, Christian McCaffrey is pass protection for this team without pass blocking. Because if he finds the right zone, if you know you use a combination of his instincts and also good scheming from Kyle Shanahan, he could be there as that outlet in the face of pressure. And he was yesterday. I mean, eight, eight catches from Christian McCaffrey, seven, um, seven of them were not touchdowns. Seven of them were just in the middle of the field, kind of good outlet passes from Jimmy Garoppolo. And hell, even the touchdown was a bit of an outlet, right? That was fifth read, improvising, heading downfield. Garoppolo got the ball off right before Leonard Floyd got to him. So when you have a player that could be so effective as a safety valve for a quarterback, it changes everything downfield because the QB can hold on to the ball a little bit longer, let some other stuff develop because he has, especially if he has a quick release like Garoppolo, he has the peace of mind knowing that if, you know, everything starts hitting the fan, he can just release it to Christian McCaffrey, right? And I think that Jimmy Garoppolo was playing with that confidence yesterday, Matt. He was playing with the knowledge that Christian McCaffrey's there, and that's opening up a ton of stuff, including that fallback option that's so valuable within the larger context of how this 49ers offense operates. Yeah, he, he was a great pickup for Jimmy Garoppolo, and really vice versa, too, because Garoppolo, like I said, throws those nice passes. McCaffrey was catching the ball on the run. He had sort of a step. He had momentum a lot of times when he encountered that first Rams tackler, and more times than not, he was able to get away from that guy. And that's what's so impressive about him. I mean, this must be even more so for you, David, but I'm, I'm sitting there in the locker room and uh, we're in front of Christian McCaffrey, or rather he's in front of us, and I'm almost looking at him eye to eye. <laughs> and so he's not formidable at all size-wise. So the jitterbug, the quickness, that's one thing. But the fact that he's able to kind of break loose from some of these tackles is impressive to me because there's not a lot there. I mean, he's got he's got thick thighs. He's, he's built. You know, the, the profile is pretty small for a running back. And the other part of it is that my guess is that he played a lot more sort of gap-blocking schemes uh, in Carolina, certainly what he was using a lot coming out of Stanford. And uh, the 49ers don't use that as much, although they did, especially uh, as they got closer to the goal line on Sunday in Los Angeles. But my point is that over time, he's going to get more used to the blocking scheme. He's going to get more used to the, the blockers. And you combine that, that speed with that cutback ability and just his overall vision, and he's going to get better and better as the season goes on. Yeah, and the check down gang, I mean, that's Jimmy Garoppolo, right? I mean, talk about a perfect for this Kyle Shanahan scheme and the quarterback you have running it. Just that that hot read. Having a player like him that you can just check down to. You know, he gets the ball, and this cat is so smooth. I mean, I, I've never met him. I saw him when he was coming in after he got signed. To me, all running backs look the same. But if you're seeing eye to eye to him, I mean, it's amazing just how smooth he is. And his ability to make guys miss, change direction, and just get those positive yards. I mean, we talk about yak yards. I mean, he could be the new yak king. I mean, just watching him play, he's, and he hits the hole smooth. I mean, he's that guy. He's that that one that one cut, 
foot in the ground and, you know, going up the field. So, I mean, he adds a different dynamic to this, to this, uh, to this offense. And, and you think about, you know, you got a bye week coming now. You're going to have some guys um, coming back. Elijah Mitchell is going to come back. Hopefully Debo is going to come back. I mean, this offense, again, you talk about weapons and, and being hard to defend, but this, you I mean, we saw yesterday, I mean, this one player can take over the football game, and that's what he did yesterday. I mean, there was no answer for him. Now, teams are going to start defending against him uh, or, or game planning around him, but you got Debo, you got Brandon Ayuk, you got, you know, George Kittle, and then if Elijah Mitchell comes back. So, you know, he's going to be he, he's going to be focused on, and I just – you know, I don't I don't know his, you know, he's had two years, a couple of years where he was kind of kind of plagued with the injuries. But if you can keep this kid uh, healthy, I mean, it's a whole different dynamic to this to this offense. Yeah, I mean, it was just so clear. I mean, they had a superstar dynamic yesterday and they had that in the past when they beat the Rams in SoFi Stadium week 18 when they beat them in week 10. Debo Samuel gave him the superstar dynamic. If Christian McCaffrey isn't there yesterday, they don't win that game especially if Christian McCaffrey's on the Rams. So it's a good thing they, they beat out the Rams for him. But he gave him that, ooh, th- this is the extra superstar punch. And, uh, you know, the results speak for themselves. He had the eight catches. He rushed for a touchdown. He caught a touchdown, and he threw a touchdown. And he became the first player in the 49ers' very illustrious franchise history to do that. Only the fourth player since the merger to do that. All insanely impressive stuff. Uh, the the throwing touchdown was funny because I, I still remember covering him at Stanford uh, at Levi Stadium of all places. They were using the 49ers locker room against USC. Christian McCaffrey threw a touchdown pass to the uh, Stanford quarterback, Kevin Hogan, in that game. And then later with Carolina, he threw a similar touchdown pass, shorter pass a few years ago uh, for a score. And this this week, this, the, the story is that Kyle Shanahan – was wondering if Christian McCaffrey could throw. And he just yelled down the hallway. All of his assistant coaches have offices near near his office. He said, hey, does anybody know if Christian can throw? And Brian Flurry remembered the play, not from Stanford, but the play from Carolina. And he cut up a quick clip and he emailed it to Kyle Shanahan. And Kyle got it on you know, his computer. He saw Christian McCaffrey throwing a touchdown pass. And he's like, oh, yeah, Christian can throw. So they installed it into the game plan. But that throw, Matt, yesterday, that wasn't, uh, you know, just a little toss. That that traveled over 30 yards in the air. That hung up there a little bit. And it was a good thing it did because Brandon Ayuk uh, initially turned his head the wrong way. So he had to have time to turn his head the right way and make the catch. And, you know, it underscored two things. A, Christian McCaffrey is a total all-around weapon. And B, Brandon Ayuk, he's also having quite the stretch here. That's his first three-game stretch of 80 or more receiving yards in each game. And it just shows you, I think, when we're talking about all these things at once, that the cohesiveness of that 49ers offense, that rhythm, is finally showing up. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you needed to step up in a game in which uh, Debo Samuel didn't play, and he absolutely did. And you're right. I mean, that's, that's not an easy thing to do when you think, oh, this, this guy's a professional receiver. He should be able to kind of switch shoulders and orient himself. Uh, you'd be surprised how many... Uh, Players that would that would flummox, um, and Ayuk didn't break stride, and uh, he he caught it very smoothly. Um, yeah, it was fantastic. I mean, uh, uh, McCaffrey did it with a glove on his hand and uh, ran it perfectly. I mean, it, it all starts with him sort of doing that uh, that orbit motion out of the backfield and making sure that he's behind the line of scrimmage, so that, or, or rather behind 
Garoppolo, so that it's a uh, a backwards pass, uh, and uh, indeed it was. But it it couldn't have been anything that they they practiced ad nauseum because um, you know it was so late in the week that they added it. So uh, you know it just kind of shows you what a what a football player uh, McCaffrey is. Grew up in a football family, obviously, um, and, and and picked up the the system quickly, picked that up that play quickly. And um, it's uh, so far so good. Off to a fantastic start. Um, and like I said, I think it's only going to get better, Dennis, as the as the season goes on. Yeah, and you know, we, you know, we saw yesterday, you know, how defenses are kind of kind of gravitate. You know, when he gets the ball in his hand, you know, everyone's going to be kind of gravitating towards towards him. Uh, and then you know, you throw it to Debo, and then you know, the defense is going to be focused on that, and then. Then you got Brandon Ayuk, who I think is is grossly underused. He's a great receiver, and you know he's a hard worker, and I think he deserves some more targets. Um, so you know this this offense again, you know you have to go out and kind of execute it. But this offense, you know, in, in this after the buy and this final push here, I mean, it looks like on paper it'd be hard to defend, you know, a team like this when you have so many weapons. And I think the biggest thing is. That checkdown game, the checkdown game, you know, for Jimmy Garoppolo, he's got to be happy as can be. I mean, because he's got a guy, like you said, if you get him in stride, he's going to get those yards after that catch if you get him the ball. And, you know, if you can check down. And we see for some reason in this offense that anybody coming out the backfield is going to be wide open. And if your quarterback can see the entire football field like Jimmy did last week, there's going to be a lot of yards to be made down the field. Yeah, absolutely. And – if that offense can be the locomotive that pulls the train when the defense needs it, then that's even better. Though That's how championship teams are built. You have to have all phases of the game operating uh, you know, with, with competence so that in case there is an injury issue or there are injury issues to one of those phases of the game, somebody else can pick up the slack, and that's exactly what the 49ers did. Guys, we got to cut it. A little short today, we're, we have to get to Kyle Shanahan, who's going earlier than anticipated. So we're going to be back with another episode of Here's the Catch a little bit later this week or over the bye week. We'll have another episode for you to discuss the 49ers as they move on to the back nine. They finished the front eight at four and four, but they just now appeared to have hit their stride in the second half of a game. We'll see if they can carry it forward across this bye week as they heal up moving forward. For Dennis Brown and Matt Barrows, this is David Lombardi. We'll talk to you next time on Here's the Cash.